It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Yeah, massive grand final day right here on SEN's mode. We'll start with crunch time, 11 to 1. Sam Edmund, myself, Gary Lyon. And then the build-up, we'll kick off our coverage from 5 o'clock with Jack Heverin, Terry Wallace, Brent Staker, Waitley, our next guest, Terry Wallace and myself. All involved. It's going to be massive. And Anthony Hudson, the best caller in the business, joins us. Hutto, thanks for your time. Uh, hello, Kane. Morning, everyone. Great to be with you on the eve of... Uh... It's most unusual grand final. <laughs> grand final number what for you? Do you know? Calling. Uh, as, a, as a commentator? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I actually don't know. My first grand final for radio was 1996, uh, which was Sydney and North Melbourne. Um, I haven't called everyone since then, but I've called a lot of them since then. Mm. So that gives you a rough idea. It's, it's a fair few. It's the first one. I'm first primary grand final I'm going to miss uh, just as a viewer since 1988 um, in the flesh. Yeah, I went. I did miss the the draw, the second one from the draw because I had to go and do the Commonwealth Games for Channel 10. So, um, and self indulgently, I, I said that in my commentary right at the end. It's a draw, and I'm going to miss the money. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched what? it all. We watched it all. In the, um, it was quite a few of us. We watched it in uh, the La Little Hotel in Delhi in the. Uh, before events started that day or in the days after uh, in the Commonwealth Games. So that was an unusual year, but, yeah, nothing's going to top this one, is it, with uh, a grand final of the Gabba between, at night between two Victorian teams. Yeah. Uh, so was was that the most memorable for you uh, out of all the ones that you've attended? W- was that the most memorable? And the second part is what, what was the best grand final in terms of a game that's been played that you've witnessed? Yeah, um, and I heard I listened at the start of the show and people giving their their, their memories. Um, probably, I mean, I loved '09. I just from a obviously you know, from a Geelong point of view, but I, I thought that was just such a grueling grand final. Um, just I don't think there's ever been any more tackles laid. There may have been in, in a couple of wet home and away games, but for, in a big game that was incredible. Yeah, you know, the tension around the draw and yeah, you know, the St Kilda was was just astonishing. I've, I've, I've recently done a couple of podcasts with the MCG on the 05 and 06 grand final, so I've mm. watched a fair bit of them back. And I, I probably didn't give them enough credit at the time, I mean, because I you know, didn't like how, in some regards, the low-scoring nature of them. But to, to, it, to watch the last five minutes, particularly of 05, is just astonishing. But So I've given you about five answers. I'm going to give you one more. 89, for me, the brutality of it, even though Geelong didn't really look like they were a chance until the very end, when the players that were playing, Ablett kicking nine, some of the things that happened that day, it's still hard, still just about impossible to beat for me. Mm. Oh, that, that was a long answer, sorry. Kate. No, that's what we, we got there. I'm, I'm, I'm happy because it's hard to split. I'm fascinated about your, your preparation. I hope other people are as well. The first time you've clearly called off the TV screen for a grand final, how, how does your preparation differ for that, if at all? Well... 
probably not really any different. Um, there's no doubt it's difficult. I, I, to be honest, I found it probably more difficult as the years gone on. Just from a from a TV point of view, um, yeah, we have a few extra angles and, and so forth. But for radio, we're just calling what you see at home. Mm. Um, so look, it's not ideal, but um, it, it, it yeah, that's just what the, the year has thrown up, hasn't it? So. It's, it's been fine. We've certainly appreciated that we've still been working, that the footy's been on. Um, and really, most of the listeners probably wouldn't wouldn't notice. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been preparing in the same way. And grand finals are different to prepare for. I think, you know, you know a fair bit, obviously, about the two teams. But th- there is just something different about the rhythms of the day. And it'll be interesting to see if this feels the same. I always think the first five minutes are really telling and um, mm. like no other five minutes for the year and then obviously the, the last five or ten can be the same but um, it can pop up at any time during the, the game that sort of level of intensity but those first five minutes when you you get the feel for both teams and whether they're on whether they're you know nervous and but or whether they're composed you know who, who gets away to an early jump and, and what transpires from there there's a real real different feel around the MCG so again whether that's replicated tonight um, oh, sorry, tomorrow night. I, I'm not sure, but yeah. One thing I do like to do is you just you know, and look, you know, we all we all do it. Um, is just to look at how the two sides have come together, and obviously with Richmond, we we know their story, and what mm. we are clearly seeing is two incredible clubs. Um, with yeah, and when you think about it, Richmond could win three out of four, and there's nothing to say that if they do that, that they couldn't be ready to win another one next year. Yeah, I know that's putting the cart before the horse, but. Um, so you look for the storylines, I suppose, of both sides. And for Richmond, it is that, you know, so many obstacles in the road this year, um, and yet they've they've shown their greatness to get there. And if Dusty was to win another Norm Smith, I mean, really, you, you are looking at probably the, the greatest finals player of all time, but his greatest big game performer of all time, or certainly right up there. And then the Geelong journey, you go right back to 2004, Geelong made a preliminary final. That game against Brisbane got replayed a couple of times last week, but to think that they finished top four 11 times in less than 20 years, their fifth grand final, a chance for a fourth flag, um, and then the other factors in the game, obviously Danger, Ablett, Selwood to captain his first one and potentially win his fourth, and then the Chris Scott journey and all that's involved. And to lose Tim Kelly, you know, probably the most dynamic player apart from Dangerfield last year, and then to make it, it's, it's been quite a, an incredible effort. Has been remarkable. We'll have hours to look at tactics and things like that, and now is not the time. But but uh, you you do support Geelong, of course. Are you, are you nervous that, and we'll have a better idea of the conditions tomorrow. But that uh, control, uncontested, methodical build up in somewhat slippery conditions may come unstuck with Richmond's pressure. That would be the one concern I'd have if I was a Geelong supporter. Do you share that? Yeah, I do. I do think though that they have been, you know. Relying on that less, I think they've been moving the ball a little more, certainly out of defence, a little quicker. Um, mm. You know, probably since that Richmond game. Now, whether they can do it against the Tigers is another thing. I think that's one of the absolute critical things. I talk about the first five minutes, Kano, and I mean it's always something we look for in the Geelong game, isn't it? Are they going to be able to get into that possession game? Are they going to be able to play it? And then will they will they pull the trigger at the right moments and and move the ball? So. I think that's a very legitimate thing to be nervous about. Um, yeah, and the way Richmond run the ball out of defence themselves and just charge forward, that's something Geelong have not been able to really counter. And then last time, that obviously the, the Hawkins situation where they 
where Bolter did a good job, but Grimes got back and others. And so where that playing danger field is a more permanent forward. And with Gary Rowan and the team, how much of a difference that makes are probably the things we'll be looking for early. Mm. Uh, and just moving on to some other issues off the top, I know it's grand final eve, but just a little bit concerned about second-year players nominating their clubs on massive deals. Hutto, is that... Is that a bigger issue than free agency at the moment? And should there be a mandated four-year period where if you draft a player, they need to stay at that club for longer than what it is currently, and that's two years? Well, just on both issues, and I did listen to you at the start of the show, as I said, um, for me, free agency, if they're going to have compensation, the team that picks up the player should be penalised. So that, to right. me, that would be Geelong gets Jeremy Cameron, they, whatever the compensation is, they have to cough that up, in, in, whether it's direct, their pick mm. that goes to the Giants or whether it's some sort of, uh, like the father-son or the academy, where you've got to accumulate that amount of points and cough that up. That, to me, would be a, a fairer way of, um, and, and might change some of the inequities in it. I, I definitely agree philosophically with what you're saying about the second-year player. Whether four years is too much at a limited wage or not, I'm not sure. Maybe there's, um, Maybe it's three years... And there's also some other disincentive, whether it's salary cap or something else, for the team picking them up. They maybe they have to count more in their salary cap if it's a player. I know that's complicating things, but um, yeah, philosophically, I agree with you. And so yeah. I, I definitely think it's something that the AFL have to look at. Um, but then you do start to run into restraint of trade and those sort of things as well, I suppose, along the way. Good on you, Hutto. Look forward to chatting tomorrow. Can't wait, Kane. It's uh, it's certainly been a strange week. I know my yeah, girls are disappointed there was no grand final parade to go to, but we went and bought some Geelong cupcakes. We've got the remote control truck. We're going to stick a Tommy Hawkins doll on that, and that's going to be our grand final parade down our street. So we'll, we'll try and improvise like we have with everything else. And can I just say that to, you know, how great it's been for both sides to make it, but to the Tigers, it really, you know, I know that Brendan Gale um, interview's got a lot of airtime during the week, mm. but just what an astonishing club they have been to, to do what they've done. So mm. congratulations to both teams. Well said to all of that too. Great clubs. Hutto will be in action tomorrow, of course. The grand final call starts on AFL Nation from 5 o'clock. The best in the business. Calling it home for anyone who wants to tune in and listen to that. Gary Lyon, Jared Waitley also, and lots of other personalities filtering through the commentary box as well just on uh, this sentence that i read in the herald sun during the week is arguably the most 2020 sentence of i've read all year police will use drones and helicopters to spy on fans illegally celebrating the afl grand final on saturday this is out of a sci-fi movie the air wing and the forces drone unit will monitor crowds at parks, beaches and other hotspots in and around central Melbourne amid concerns footy fans will defy lockdown restrictions. Homes and backyards will also be checked by dedicated enforcement squads as officers saturate Richmond and Geelong. The Metropolitan Ring of Steel will also be bolstered and expanded to back roads to stop people sneaking out of the city to watch the game with mates or in pubs and in regional Victoria. So that couple of paragraphs there is 2020 right there for you one 736 736 but it's time now to get our bet deluxe update with paul sebastian bet deluxe serious betting for serious punters bet deluxe.com.au gamble responsibly
Paul Sebastiani, I should say. Paulie, welcome to you again, mate. It is grand final eve. We've had a massive show, people sharing their memories with us. Uh, what are the odds looking like? Yeah, it's all the money. Well, there's actually been a good go for Geelong, uh, surprisingly enough. They're into about the even money mark from about $2.10 with Bet Deluxe. So a bit of money for the Cats to beat the Tigers. Uh, it's going to be an intriguing game. We've got the two specials on. Uh, so we've got the Norm Smith special. So if you back anyone to win the Norm Smith, and they uh, finish second or third in the voting. Get your money back in bonus bets up to 50 bucks. But if you can't be bothered waiting that long, we've got the uh, any player first goal scorer special. So if you back anyone in the grand final to kick the first goal of the game, but if they don't actually do that, but do kick a goal in the first half, get your money back in bonus bets up to 50 bucks, Kane. Norm Smith odds, Paul? Uh, Dusty's favourite, $4.50. But uh, I don't mind uh, one of the uh, Geelong Cats players. Mitch Duncan, he's about 14 bucks. it has been a good little go for him. And Sam Menegola and Cam Guthrie as well. So there's a little bit of fluttering at each way at, uh, at the longer odds for the, for the punters from Bet Deluxe. Great value on Mitch Duncan, 14 bucks with Bet Deluxe for Norm Smith if you want one there. It's hard to go past that. Hey, Paul, enjoy the game, mate. Thanks for your time as always. No worries. Thanks, Kane. Bet Deluxe is serious betting for serious punters. And, of course, you can gamble responsibly. one 736 736 if you want to join in with us this morning on the Captain's Run. Have your say on any topic. We're still going to hear from the Brownlow medalist, Lockie Neal. Beck Madden will also join us ahead of the Sunday footy show going prime time with Beck and Croft raising much-needed cash for children with cancer in the My Room charity. Stick around, plenty coming up. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.